0: Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden and I'm joined by Sarah Lancaster, the arts and entertainment editor for the Pulse. How's it going, Sarah? It's going, how are you? I'm doing really well. Welcome back. It's been a while since you and I talked on the podcast. Yes, it has uh, been. You came back and you jumped right into all the winter events that are coming up.
1: Absolutely. And uh, this weekend <laughs> we
0: have a a pretty cool one. It's pond hockey. It's going to be a little bit different this year, same as it was last year. But if you haven't played pond hockey before or haven't been to the Door County Pond Hockey Tournament for a while, it's at the Sister Bay Ice Rink. And my first question is, how in the world do you call it pond hockey when it's not on the pond?
1: So I asked that question because you are moving it from Kangaroo Lake to more of a traditional rink. And the answer I got is basically the game, pond hockey brings hockey down to its raw, bare bones elements of the game. So if you're out on a pond, obviously you're dealing with an open body of water that's been frozen over. So you're not gonna have that smooth glass like surface to skate on. By the end of the game, it's going to have divots and holes and all sorts of obstacles to skate over, and you're still getting that element even on a rink. It might just be a little bit easier to make ice in the event that you need to make ice or patch ice if you need to during a game. It's a little more forgiving. But the game itself, the elements of it are still there. So it's four players to a side, you don't have a net, you have more of a Box to shoot the puck into, and you don't have a goalie, so right. those elements are all still there. So
0: pond hockey is more of a rule set than a location.
1: I would say so. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. So you wrote about pond hockey for the Pulse this week. In doing so, you talked to a number of volunteers who help get everything set up, uh, but you also talked to some players, and we're going to get into an interview that you had with uh, one such player who's been doing pond hockey up here for a number of years now, mm-hmm. who's had the opportunity to play both on the pond and in the ice rink. So mm-hmm. we'll kind of get their perspective on. The differences and the benefits, and that kind of stuff. We'll jump into that after our break, but before we do that, I just wanted to kind of touch base. You haven't played pond hockey, but you grew up playing broom ball, right?
1: I did, yeah. So,
0: kind of similar in that it's more of a, a rough and tumble ice sport than, say, traditional hockey, right?
1: Yes. So, my background with that is every year my parents would host an annual family broom ball tournament out on their pond. So, it was cousins, second cousins, great aunts, and uncles. coming out for a frigid Saturday afternoon to play on the ice and you know you're playing with brooms as opposed to hockey sticks and we used more of a a ball as opposed to a puck but uneven pond ice and cousins clearly reliving their glory days of their high school and college hockey careers so you kind of still get that like ruthless going for it, cousins going after the great aunts and uncles out on the ice, tons of fun. Um, And at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, it's it's just getting down to the bare elements of the game and probably more so, which I got the sense with the pond hockey tournament as well, just really enjoying that time with your teammates and friends and family and whoever's Come along with you,
0: right? No ice skates and broom ball, though, right?
1: No ice skates and broom ball. That was a big rule. We had the cousins leave those skates on the side of the pond. It was tennis shoes only. Some would try to put chains around their shoes and we kind of nixed that too. <laughs>
0: yeah. Also makes broomball a lot more funny to watch because you got the broomball shuffle of everybody trying not to slip on right, the tennis shoes right. whereas hockey is more elegant. It's skating.
1: Right, exactly. It's, it's skating but I mean you don't have to be a superb ice skater. You probably want to have some control on your skates. I know the players that I talk to, I asked do you practice? Do you get your team together or is it just show up and play? And Most of them are, are still playing on enough of a consistent basis from wherever they're coming from, that they have those skating skill sets there. But yeah, you probably want to have a little bit of control.
0: Right. So let's talk a little bit about setting everything up. You talk to a number of volunteers who kind of create the rinks and everything. I know it's different with being on the Sister Bay Ice Rink, but what goes into actually putting the tournament on from what you learned?
1: Sure. From the ice rink standpoint, it's really determining the space that you're going to need and then constructing those rinks in a way that they can be set up in the days leading up to the tournament. So whether you're having four rinks or five rinks, making sure you have the lumber that's needed, and then basically putting them together in a way that was described to me as they're floating on top of the ice. So it's not a permanent structure, it's anchored down, but it's all constructed right there on the spot. And then from there, flooding those rinks using a pretty precise method that you know, in my mind, it's just turn on a hose, put some water down and let it freeze over. But it's really, there's some technique to it where you're putting down a thin layer of water, letting that freeze over, then flooding that over again with another layer of water and just repeating that until you get the surface that
0: You want. Hmm. Do you know in what ways it's different on the ice rink than it was on the pond? Because when I'm imagining pond hockey on the pond, I'm thinking, remembering the rinks being these kind of like squared rinks, but then the out like the borders would just be snow. Mm -hmm. Whereas at the ice rink, there are they wooden borders that are created?
1: It's wooden borders, yeah. Yeah. So they're using basically like a wood frame for the ice rinks. And then as far as the surface too, with a pond or a lake, you're dealing with that body of water maybe having patches and spots where it's thawed out and then freezes over again. So it might be a little bit rougher where here, at least for the first few games, you might have a little bit of a smoother surface.
0: Right. But there's no zamboni that's no going zamboni over no everything. no so while everything is nice and polished and smooth in the beginning you're going to have that rough pond experience by midday or afterwards
1: absolutely i mean there's a few tricks that they can do if a player notices a hole in the ice or a divot you can kind of make a, a band-aid for the ice if you will by packing together some snow and some water and making it almost like a paste-like consistency, if you will, if you Hmm. can, like a slushy consistency, and packing that as hard as you can into that crack or the hole in the ice, and then that'll freeze over to be a playable surface. Right.
0: What else did you learn about putting this together from... You talked to the organizers as well, right?
1: I talked to Jordan Burris, who handles all of the registration for the teams, and it's a lot of planning. I, I mean, she was explaining how in years past, they would wait until June to open up the registration for the teams, and then... A few years back, they decided to just open it right after that year's event had concluded. And the response was really great. And they had people wanting to get in right away. And that helped in that it gave them a little bit more time to plan, know how many teams they could expect, work on the layout of the rinks a little bit further in advance, and just yeah, get some of those initial details settled earlier.
0: Right. Is there uh, any other takeaways that you got from talking to people leading up to the event before we jump into your interview with one of the players?
1: I think what it comes down to is Tewerr County really knows how to have fun in the winter. I mean, you get that question a lot of what do you do here in the winter? And maybe there's some more opportunity to quiet down and curl up with a good book and, you know, live life at a little bit slower pace. we also know how to have a really good time in all seasons.
0: I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because when you think about winter time, like there are some places that are, they prop up around the winter activities that you can do, like places where you can ski or snowboard. Like they have whole communities that prop up and become tourist destinations for those reasons. Mm -hmm. We don't have as much of that. We have a lot of really great summer recreation with all the water around but not as much. You've got ice fishing, you have some things, hiking, snowshoeing, those types of things, cross-country skiing. But then for the most part, we have made our own fun. Right? We, we We just had the winter <laughs> games last week, Fish Creek Winterfest, which was all about trying to find a way to fight that cabin fever and That's make your right. own fun. Pawn hockey now, we've got just this really cool professional event that people come out for and do this cool thing that is not like a like a league or anything like that. It's just a big, get your team together, have fun for a day. And that's kind of it. Broom balls taken off. Like we, we really do make our own fun Mm -hmm. in the winter.
1: And I would say that, you know, that was one of the appeals too of the pond hockey tournament is the fact that it is a one day tournament. So it makes it really accessible to people who, just want to get together with their friends for a weekend. You know, the people that I talk to, a lot of them make it a family event where they're either bringing up their significant other with them and leaving the kids behind and just making a weekend of fun out of it.
0: Right. Well, with that, let's jump into your interview. We're going to take a little bit of a break and then when we come back, we'll jump in. Anything people need to know about your interview before we hit it?
1: So I interviewed Simon Hedin and he and his team, the Fitzgerald Freighters, have been in the tournament six years now, and they have actually taken the championship four of the last five years. So they've got a little bit of experience under their belt. They've seen some of the changes to the tournament and have really made it that weekend away for this group of friends.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for giving me the intro on pawn hockey. I'm really You're excited welcome. for it this weekend. <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll jump into your interview with Simon right after this break. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwannee Counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the women and children's center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers.
1: Well, welcome. I'm joined today with Simon Hadin. He is one of the players at the Pond Hockey Tournament. He is a repeat player who brings his team, the Fitzgerald Freighters, for six years now. Is that correct, Simon?
2: That's correct, sir.
1: Okay. Well, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you got started with the Pond Hockey Tournament and going on your sixth year competing in it?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's always been something that you know I really wanted to be a part of. I know it, it started a couple of years before I was able to get involved. And I was playing competitive hockey that tied up a lot of my weekends, and when I retired from the league that I was playing in, uh, I said, let's get some guys and head up to Sister Bay and Door County, and at that time, it was out on Kangaroo Lake down in Bailey's Harbor, to get involved with this pond hockey tournament, and I had never played in one of these, and there's a few of them around the country at that time, and this is going back probably you know six, seven years ago, and we really had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. I think we thought, Hey, we've got a group of guys, a bunch of friends that that play competitively indoor on the indoor sheets of the rinks here in Northeast Wisconsin. And we thought, well, let's go up there. We'll have some fun and maybe a few adult beverages and, uh, and and enjoy ourselves out of the pond. And uh, I think that first year we were in for a little bit of an awakening. We, (laughs) the first game we played, we were down like six, nothing in the first two minutes. And we said, what just happened out here? So, We learned real quick uh, after that game that, you know, we had to play a little different style uh, out on the pond. And that's kind of the idea is that it gets you really back to the roots of the game when you were a youth player and a kid. And whether you were out in the backyard uh, with the rink that your parents poured for you or if you were literally down at the community outdoor rink or actually out on a pond. That's kind of how we all started the game in a way. And that's really what this takes everybody back to.
1: Sure, sure. Well, walk me through what some of those differences are between playing traditional hockey and then playing pond hockey.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you're on an indoor sheet, everything is so controlled. The temperature of the ice, you know, it's being flooded, it's ambonied every hour. You've got great lighting. The ice is managed at a constant temperature. You know, for hockey, usually it's a little bit colder on the degree scale, a little bit softer for figure skating, for lands and jumps. You've obviously got boards, you have glass. So everything is really controlled. So it makes the game a fast game, a finesse game. And when you go to an outdoor sheet of ice, all those things kind of go out the window. And it completely changes the dynamic of how you play the game. You know, you don't have the boards. You don't have the glass. You have varying temperatures. For example, we played in the tournament where it's been upper 20s, lower 30s. And it's beautiful and it's sunny out. And then you've got what we're going to be playing this weekend, which looks like it's a low of three and a high of 12. Right. Yeah. So not only are you physically fighting the temperature, you know, from that standpoint, but the ice conditions will change rapidly throughout the day based on sun, temperature. Uh, You'll have divots and ruts that pop up. And as we always say, it's so different from indoor hockey because, again, you can clear the sheet and Zamboni it Mm -hmm. to make it smooth. But in this instance, your first game of the day is usually the best ice that you get. And then throughout the day that ice gets chewed away. And it, it gets to the point where it's almost hard just to actually stand up and skate on the surface, much less try to, you know, navigate a puck and get by players and shoot on a goal. It's, it's really, you have to really kind of simplify the game down to the core of it.
1: Wow. And what does that do as far as the play, as it pertains to the teams that are out there and the competition level, what does that do? Cause as I understand it, there's various classes and divisions and, all experience levels coming together for this tournament. So how does that influence the play of the game from that aspect?
2: Well, that's what we noticed right away is it really kind of creates more of a level playing field. And as you said, there are different classifications as far as, you know, players and and where they played and things like that from a talent standpoint. But I always say it takes a you know a really good player and brings them down a couple notches and it takes maybe an average to good player and brings them up a few because again, you're really not just battling the player across from you, but it's all these other conditions that are going on. And with the ice surface and the puck, a lot of the times the puck is almost like a tennis ball out there because it's not laying smooth on a fresh sheet of ice. It's really jumping around on you quite a bit. So when you take a real finesse player that, you know, does a lot of stick handling and does a lot of pretty stuff out on the ice on an indoor sheet, you really can't do a lot of that on the outdoor. So, I always say it, it does create a leveling effect, certainly.
1: And the play of the game is a little bit different, too, as far as how many players are out there. You don't necessarily have a net. It's more of a box that you're shooting the puck into. Walk me through some of those differences.
2: Yeah, traditionally, you're playing five-on-five five in an indoor hockey game with a goaltender, obviously. This, we play four-on-four. Four. Uh, We're allowed to have a seven-man roster. And, of course, there's no goaltending. So if there's no goalie, you're not allowed to stand in front of the, the box. It's really more of a box than a net. It has two slots that are probably about 10 to 12 inches on the left side and the right side open of the box and about five inches high. So it's a very very small shooting area. And of course, the rink's not the same size as an outdoor sheet. It's a smaller, condensed-sized device. So there's a lot of different strategies different teams try to use out there. We certainly have our own that we like to use and modify based on what the teams are giving us. But it makes for such a different game. From playing traditional hockey with again five on five and a goaltender, the, the little shooting area is deceiving because you see it and you say, "Hey, there's no goaltender in front of me. I've got an open shot." Next right. thing I know, <laughs> next thing I know, I, I'm taking a shot in the in the puck gets a divot in the ice It just goes out of play. So you really have to kind of, like I said, you have to simplify the game and, and really bring it down to its core.
1: And it seems that this is an event that, like your team, brings people back year after years. What is it about? The weekend, the game, the other elements surrounding the pond hockey tournament that brings your team back year after year.
2: Yeah, it's very special for me. And I, and I know it is for, for the other guys in the team, but my family's from the Sister Bay area. My wife's family is as well. We spend so much time at Sister Bay in the summer months. And we do obviously travel to the county in the winter. But, you know, there certainly aren't as many things going on outdoors as possibly in the summer, you could argue. So this is something that I always thought, hey, this is going to be really neat. Like it's kind of could bring my friends to an area that we spent so much time in. The community is uh, obviously fantastic, and they rally around so many different events in so many of the different cities throughout the year. And this is one that, again, it, it traditionally had been out of Bailey's Harbor and King Brew Lake, but it's been decided that the Sister Bay facility has been, I think the outreach and response after the last one we had was, was really, really positive. I know a lot of the businesses really uh, enjoy having all the, the teams in town, the restaurants, and obviously the hotel and lodging and things of that nature so that's a huge support. It takes a ton of work to put this on, and they've got a great team uh, that that obviously manages this event and a number of other events in the county throughout the year. But for us, it's one that we really circle uh, on our calendar every year. We kind of decide early on if we're going to be involved <laughs> another year, and now we're on our year doing this as a team. And I think of the seven players, six of them we've had really since pretty much the beginning – and it's something that we have a real mixed team, too. We have two Swedish Swedish-born players, three Canadians, and two Americans. And what we actually do is we encourage all of our wives to come with so they have fun with us, and we have fun, and we all, you know, enjoy ourselves. And, and it's a nice weekend for the adults to get away from home for a few days.
1: <laughs> and, and I'm going to circle back here a little bit with your, with your team. Uh, you've won the championship several times, correct?
2: Yeah, we've actually won four of the last five years, and it's ironic because we've played the same team for the championship every year, and it's such a heated rivalry. Uh Last year, well, I should say two years ago, we were canceled for COVID last year, but two years ago, it it got really heated, and we had to actually take a timeout for both teams to cool off <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so, so it, it it it's fun from that standpoint that you know it's competitive. We enjoy both our time on the rink and away from the rink, but we're yeah, we we've been very fortunate that we've put a good product on the ice, and we've had a great time with it, and uh, it, it's just a blast for the weekend sure. for the guys.
1: Well, I can I can imagine it's probably one of those, those opportunities to kind of relive some of those great moments from, you know, hockey careers of years past. It makes me think of my family that would do a, a broomball tournament every year, and I could definitely tell some of my cousins were reliving their glory days of high school and college hockey while they were out there competing against the great aunts and uncles, so... <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah it it's funny we had such a great time, you know, Friday night when we roll in and we all hang out, and make dinner and sit around and have some laughs about, you know, former years and things. Same Saturday night usually after the game we head out to like a lot of the teams do it and visit some of the local establishments. And then I think Sunday is usually that day you say, I don't know, my, my body is really enjoying this that <laughs> much.
1: <laughs> it finally catches up to you.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, and let's talk a little bit more about that switch because like you had mentioned, it was previously played on Kangaroo Lake and now it's been moved to the ice rink in Sister Bay. And that definitely does change a little bit of the ambiance, the, the ice surface, the dynamics. So... Tell me a little bit maybe about the pros and cons of that move that you see from a player standpoint, but then also maybe just from a spectator standpoint, maybe what you've heard from the, the wives in the group.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Brian Fitzgerald a very good friend of mine. He's kind of one of the pioneers of this event. And I know I've spoken with Brian on a number of occasions, and and I know the group really wanted to possibly bring the tournament back to Kingerley because that's kind of the traditional old school roots of the game as we talked about. But with that said, there's a number of things and factors that are kind of some uncontrollables right out on the pond. I mean, if we have a a year where it's not very cold, maybe there's not enough ice out on the pond to solidify having, you know, the the teams out there, vehicles on the ice, things like that. Um, It creates a number of different things, plus snowfall, things of that nature, where at the city community, we can still have the roots of the game, right? We're still playing outdoor on an ice sheet, but I think it creates a little bit more consistency. I know the teams like it as far as, you know, kind of the access and parking and things of that nature were nice, and not to mention you can play under the lights too, right? So it doesn't turn into just a morning to mid-afternoon. They can actually extend the playing time, and and you know, last but not least, I mean, I know Sister Bay, I think, really appreciated all the additional traffic and local economy and revenue that the tournament brought in, which is you know, ultimately that kind of destination spot, right? So mm-hmm. we all enjoy traveling and spending weekends and time. And really pumping some, some valuable economy back for the local business owners there. I have many local friends that I grew up with that are still in the area that own local businesses. And I know, you know, they all appreciate having this influx of traffic that comes to town for this tournament. So, you know, like I said, I really see both sides of, you know, the positives of having it at the two locations. But from what I've heard, the response was just so much more consistent out of the community ice rink and the fact that from a condition standpoint, it's just easier to have ice at that facility. I know two years ago, you know, this is literally right before COVID, weeks before COVID, the staff out there, they were flooding until I think the first game was 8 a.m. They were flooding literally all night until right up to puck drop. We, we showed up, they were still putting water down, and it had been out there 10 o'clock the night before. So out on the pond, it's harder to do those things. If ice conditions start to deteriorate through the week, it's a little more consistent out at the sports complex. And and we're probably seeing some of that, you know, even this week. We've had some pretty warm temps. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it's going to dive down really subarctic temps Friday, late evening into Saturday morning. And I'm sure those guys are still going to be out there flooding, you know, right up to, to game time.
1: Sure, sure. And what it sounds like, too, is really the the title, Pond Hockey, like you had mentioned, really just gets down to the roots of how the, the game is played as opposed to where it might be played today.
2: Yeah, that's really kind of where it comes back to. I mean, we're still recreating conditions out there, right, that, that we grew up with and that we remember when we were youth players. So, again, I don't think it really – there's not a ton that's negative about taking it from the lake out in Kingaroo there, but it's, I just, I just know from all the teams that i talked to, including our team, we really had a great time this last goal in Sister Bay, and I'm sure it'll be the same this year.
1: Yeah. And from a spectator standpoint, say somebody doesn't play hockey, they're not planning on participating with a team this weekend, but maybe they just enjoy watching the game. What will they get out of the tournament?
2: Well, you know, to be honest with you, that's one another thing we noticed last year. We had a really good spectator turnout for some of the championship games in the uh, early evening. And, you know, we've had good crowds out of Kangaroo Lake too as well. But I think, you know, being a little bit closer towards, you know, Sister Bay, you know, less than a mile from downtown, I think it, it allows a lot of the locals and some of the other tourists to come out and participate. I know they're going to have a lot of fun stuff going on. They'll have uh, food and beverage out there. We've got some campfires. There's music playing as far as with the speakers. So that, you know, there's some entertainment with that going on, but yeah, parking is going to be, you know, again, ideal this year out at the community center. So come on out. It's a free event. i you know, partake in, in some of the fun and, and watch some of these guys falling over on the ice out there and trying to relive some dreams, I guess.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a good time. And I guess, you know, we'll put in one more plug for somebody maybe in future years thinking, ah, maybe I'll, you know, dust off the skates and get out there. Why would you encourage them to go ahead and maybe put together a team?
2: Yeah, we've got like I said classes for any group. We have co ed, we have age class, you know, kind of whatever your resume's been in the past to where you feel comfortable entering in the tournament. It's a great one day tournament which we love to. The fact that it's not stretched over three or four days, we can kind of come in and still have our fun off the ice, but still have, you know, get a good skate in and, and really participate in other things that are going on in that weekend. But yeah, it's it's a short drive for a lot of our teams that come out of northeast Wisconsin. So I'd encourage, you know, anybody that's interested Hop on the website, hop on Facebook. Uh, They've got pages on both of those platforms. Check out a sign-up and get involved with it. It's a really neat event, and it's, it's, it's in a great community. So there's so much for so many different people to take a part of.
1: Well, it sounds great. Um, they'll probably edit this to end it right about there, but I am going to jump back just because as you were talking, I was thinking, what does the practice and preparation look like for this tournament? Do you guys get together and practice much, or is it really just a show up and play?
2: Well, you know, I, 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 most of us still play in some sort of recreational league or competitive league. So I, I do, you know, obviously encourage the guys. I mean, these guys have been playing hockey their whole life, so they, they know kind of what, how their body's going to respond. But I know for me personally, I, I do want to make sure I'm getting some skates in, uh, you know, at least a couple of months before we roll into the tournament. It's one of those things where, you know, you, you want to stay kind of in tune with your body a little bit uh, and, 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 and kind of knock the rust off so to speak and I know most of our guys if not all of them have been doing that the last few weeks so so as far as you know practice preparation it's just kind of everybody takes their own responsible steps to to be ready for the tournament
1: all right well best of luck this weekend good luck if you find yourselves in that championship round again and have a great time thanks for the time and and sharing your experience with me
2: we will sir thanks so much